So let's take a deep breath, breathing in spirit. On this new day of a new month, I recognize and rejoice in the presence of the divine as it spreads over all beings. The one mind, the one source, one divine presence of all love, joy, peace, wholeness, perfection, truth, and guidance is here among us. Spirit is all things, seen and unseen, and permeates through all of us as us. We are all one with the divine presence, unified as each of us are one with spirit and one with each other. Now I speak my word from this place of oneness. I claim divine truth and guidance for all people. I see the power and guidance of spirit moving through all, realigning everything in the spiritual truth of love, peace, understanding, and compassion. Knowing that spirit is in all situations, I tr see truth and guidance shining forth for me and from you. Remembering that each of us is whole and one with our fellow humans. We see the divine in each other, knowing our connectedness with spirit makes us all one. I am grateful for this truth. I rejoice in the divine spiritual guidance that leads you and me. And I am thankful to be here to share this with you today. Now I release my word confidently and joyously into the law, knowing it is already done as I let go and let spirit. And so it is. We are, have moved into August and a new theme for August. And our theme for August is a pause for guidance. Let's kind of take, take a month off, take a little time off and just pause Take a breath and let yourself listen. And our theme for today, our talk for today is time for a tune-up. Time for a tune-up. You know, as, as we move into August, you know, we, we take a little time out to pause and refresh and realign. And so we start as if we were on a road trip, we start with a tune-up. You know, I was joking with a couple of people yesterday was my uh, I-5 day uh, because I went down to Portland to have lunch with my daughter for her birthday and then came back up to, Seattle, to here and picked up Linda Bremer, took her to the airport up in Seattle for, um, uh, for she's headed off to Mexico for uh, a week. And so um, it was uh, all day long on I-5. And I could do that with comfort because I just took my car in for a tune-up a week ago. So it's like I knew it was all in good working order. So it's time for a tune-up, you know. So when we tune up our cars, you know, we, we get more pep and we get more, you know, better, easier starting, better gas mileage, lower emissions. If you put that into the sense of your own self, think of lower emissions, uh, uh, polluting emissions. Um, and we get an overall better running car you know, as well as detecting any hidden problems ahead of time that, you know, could leave us, uh, what was that old saying, found on road dead? That was what the acronym for Ford used to be said, found on road dead. We don't want to find our car on the road dead. We don't want to find our life on the road dead. You know, it's, it's the same when we tune up our bodies, um, that, and as the same as our consciousness, as our minds, as we do our tune-ups. 
So many people don't bother with tune-ups because we have to take time out from doing the same old things over and over again. You know, I've got a busy schedule that works. It just hums along and, and I don't want to look you know, any deeper. And we'd rather keep on with the same old, same old than stop long enough for something new or to let something new into our life. Shannon Adler, uh, Alder, excuse me, says, happiness is always on the other side of being teachable. Happiness is always on the other side of being teachable. Mm. So the first step in getting tuned up is we have to schedule it. We have to consciously make time for a tune-up. And for many, this is the hardest step until we find our vehicle sitting steaming on the side of the road with the check engine light flashing. So as the previous quote indicated, learning and being teachable is a key. And alignment with our higher self is the goal, which needs, excuse me, pa, my mouth is not working today. I do not affirm that. My mouth is working just fine today. It's been tuned up. So the next aspect of that is we have to take what looks to be our shiny new, new life, our perfectly, you know, appearing life. We, we like to present our life as, as my life is good. You know, we like to have that persona. It's, it's all shiny and nice. You know, it all looks good. So why do I need a tune-up? And in order to get a tune-up, we have to do something. We have to open up. In order to get a tune-up, we have to open up to reveal the inner workings of our lives, which may not be as pretty as our surface skin. Now, look at all that stuff under the hood. It's not as beautiful and smooth and polished as, as that outer skin is. Yet this is where the real process of getting tuned up, and this is where the real process of our life running down the road smoothly actually happens and actually takes place. So many of us don't like to open up. You know, it might reveal something embarrassing under the hood, you know, even though in truth, most mechanics, most body workers, most spiritual teachers have seen it all before. You know, no matter what the shape and the color and the condition of our outer skin is, the inner workings are all pretty darn similar. Which leads us then to the third aspect of tune-up. We must surrender to an intelligence greater than ours. We must surrender to an intelligence. See, I don't know how to tune up my car. Long time ago, you know, before all the computer stuff, I could. But these days with all that computer stuff, I haven't kept up with it. I surrender to an intelligence greater than mine called my mechanic, you know? So we open up to learning. We open up to teachers. We open up to practitioners. We open up to our own inner wisdom self. And for those who like control, which wouldn't be you, but you know somebody who likes control, this can be a very challenging step to actually hand over our keys you know, and open up our life. So the ego-based controller within doesn't like any of those steps. Take a breath. Doesn't like any of those steps. Taking time away from doing what, what I already know you know, I've got this pattern. I've got this, you know, I'm rolling along, just doing fine. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to shift anything, you know, and then opening up and revealing my innards and, and letting somebody else have the keys and drive. It might as well be lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, you know, as far as we're concerned. So when we talk about a consciousness tune-up, what does that mean? 
You know, when I was at CSL Seattle, we had our, our practitioners did a quarterly, what we called spiritual tune-ups. And there were little 15-minute mini practitioner sessions that people would, would uh, come uh, for usually uh, on a Saturday afternoon. And they were free, although people could donate. And, and it was just a little, uh, take the edge off, take the, get a, a mini tune-up as they called it. And that's a, that's a process, by the way, that I want to bring here once we get into our new home. Now that we have plenty of practitioners and we'll have a space where we can do so, uh, I want to bring it here. But you don't have to wait until then. You can actually see a practitioner now. I see several right on the screen and you can actually see a practitioner now. They range from just licensed a couple of weeks ago to 11 years of experience. And they're all excellent. I've tested them all. They're all excellent. Yeah. During a practitioner session, the practitioner is relating confidentially, by the way, your business does not get spread over the church, doesn't even get spread to me, but they're relating not from their personality. And sometimes we get locked into, well, I don't like this person as much. They're not relating from personality. They're relating from spirit. They're relating from consciousness, moving and working through them. That's what a practitioner is doing. They bring years of training. Just like the mechanic or the body worker whose years of training helped them to see the alignments and the misalignments of our vehicles or our body or our mind. That's just what the practitioner is doing. And just like you probably don't wait until your car has that flashing light or your body is in severe pain before seeing experts in those fields, don't wait until you've hit a wall before getting a spiritual tune-up. I've worked with practitioners personally for decades, for decades, for a lot of decades, and I still do. And I, much of my spiritual growth came through those sessions, through that time spent with those practitioners. It's like you know, you're going along and all of a sudden you get this leap in consciousness, this leap forward. Uh, instead of having to do step by step, going from A to B to C to D, you can go from A to, uh, to J, bam, with a good practitioner just like that. And I'm forever grateful to them. And I strongly encourage you to work with a practitioner and, and to get tuned up that way. Another way to do this is through classes. Albert Einstein said, once you stop learning, you start dying. I think it was John Rooney who said, you know, the way to stop to not be an old dog is to keep on learning new tricks. You know, to keep that freshness going. Classes are a great way to, spend, to stay spiritually focused. You know, and I've, I've talked to several people who, and I've heard from several people who said that my life just works better when I'm in a class. I love being in a class because my life works better. That was what I always found when I was a congregant at, at you know, CSO. Don't look for the right class. Any of our classes will support you in your connection with spirit within and in your connection with fellow travelers on this journey. This fall, we have two classes coming up. In, in September, we have treatment and meditation. For those of you who don't know, treatment is our affirmative prayer process. And so we deepen in the process of that. And we can always deepen in the process of that. Uh, and then meditation, you know, deep, deepening in that process. We explore different types of meditation and, and find things that work for you. And then in, in October, we have Prosperity Plus, which works on prosperity in all aspects of your life, not just money, but time and money, freedom, uh, career, relationships, and health. Both are great opportunities to learn, to grow in community with others. Another tune-up process is to sip water when you need it. And it involves looking at an area of our life which we find challenging, and which we find that we're maybe 
it's not working as well as we like. Just like you'd you know bring your car into a mechanic and say it's got this funny noise like hairpins in a in a box, you know, and um, and start to work with that. And so look at this area that we find challenging and begin learning. Take a step to say, I want to learn something more about this. A few years ago, I was feeling a fair amount of pain around relationships. I know that's a surprise for most of you, but um, I I hit it well. (laughs) That's a joke. I was feeling pain around relationships. And and so I got and worked through a, a great book called Love Without Conditions. And eventually I flew down to Berkeley and took a weekend workshop with the authors of that book and and really got in and did the work that I needed to do to start to shift things. And all that helped out to to heal a lot. It helped to to clear out the gunk out of my, you know, carburetors, if you will, or injectors or, you know, my engine, if you will. And so I I feel a lot better about that that area. So identify an area in your life. Do some reading. Do some learning. Do some connecting. Be teachable in that area. Be teachable in that area and then grow so we don't have to carry that weight around over and over and over again, which leads to the final thing I want to talk about for tune-ups, and that is losing, letting go of that which no longer serves you. We all know we have stuff in our life which doesn't serve us. Let it go. You know, once a year, I walk through my house and I look at everything in my house and I check on each object, including the house itself, by the way, and I check on each object and I ask, does this bring me pain? Does this bring me neutrality? Does this bring me joy? Everything. And so then I release, either I release the stuff that brings me pain or I shift my consciousness around that object to where it's no longer, I'm no longer feeling pain or sadness or, you know, whatever about that. We can do the same thing with the house of our life. Notice the things that are uh, that are tendencies you know, that we don't want anymore. Our tendency to be judgmental, our tendency to be critical, our tendency to not trust or maybe to practice victim mentality. You know, a friend of mine recently was talking and said, you know, we can either use the 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 rock of of our you know, the difficult times either to crawl under or to let it crush us, or we can use it as a stepping stone to something higher. And so take a look at these things, these places in our lives that we, that we feel a little bit out of alignment. We bought all these things. We brought them into our lives at some point in time to serve a purpose. And you can also lose it. You can let it go. You can, just like you found it, just like you bought it, you can discard it. You can send it off to the Goodwill store of life, the infinite Goodwill. Perhaps you can create a ritual for letting go of it. Perhaps you can relate with a practitioner or a close prayer partner or a friend to let go of it, to lose this emotional or spiritual weight. The key to a tune-up is to get one. The key to a tune-up is to get one. And it takes being humble. And I find I'd rather be humble than be humbled. Because when we don't take the time to be humble, when we don't take the time to do that work, eventually we smack into the wall, the brick wall of some aspect of our life, which is where the road we've been going down unless we change that road. And so I'd rather be humble along the process than be humbled, which you know is a little awkward. So notice an idea of these ideas that I talked about, these four things that I talked about, you know, working with a practitioner, uh, taking a class, uh, looking through the things in your life that don't work, and you know, 
and the other one that I forgot at the moment. But take a moment to find out which of those resonates with you. And that might be a clue, the one that I forgot at the moment, to see which is taking a look at an area of your life that's not working and start to work with that. And so to notice if one of those calls you or challenges you. And the call might sound something like this. There's no way I'm going to do that. There's no way I'm going to take a class. There's no way I'm going to make an appointment with a practitioner. There's no way I'm going to do that. That might be your call. That might be the thing that says, mm, tugging on your, on your you know, robe here. That might be the one you want to listen to. And so that indicates it's probably the perfect way to get tuned up. We might be tempted to say, I don't have any issues in my life. My life is this shiny surface, which often carries a subconscious belief that says, and I don't want to find anything that's not working in my life. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to see the spots. And so take a breath. The best time for a tune-up is when things are okay. Instead of waiting until it's much more challenging. So I encourage you, this week, this month, get a tune-up. And so this week, our spiritual practice, and we have three, Number one, choose one of those practices for a tune-up and schedule it. Very important. Decide what you want. Do I want a practitioner appointment? Call a practitioner and schedule it. Don't go looking for the right practitioner because they're all channeling from the same source. You know, yes, they bring their own uniqueness and their own individuality to it, but they're all channeling from the one source. And so schedule a practitioner appointment. Sign up for one of those classes. Take a look at what's an area of your life you want to learn more about or grow in and find a book or a workshop for spiritual growth from that. And finally, evaluate what's going on in your life and, and release the old baggage. So that's the first practice is choose a practice for a tune-up and schedule it. Secondly, take time to communicate with the divine. Ask for guidance in getting a tune-up. What is it that I need to do? What is it that's calling me? And take a listen to that voice within and then put that guidance into action. And finally, this is really difficult. It's a deep spiritual practice. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. This is summer, man. It's, it's, this is, you know, have fun with it. You know, this doesn't have to be, tune-ups don't have to be a bad process. You know, the last tune-up I got from my car, I went and had breakfast with, with Reverend Carey and, and Dee Bright because, you know, uh, they, Reverend Carey happened to be in town. I had fun. My car got tuned up. It was a good thing. So have fun with this whole process. So are we willing to do that? Find a, a practice for a tune-up, listen to the divine for, for an area, and then have fun with it. Are you willing to do that? Yes? Good. I'm going to close with a quote, uh, actually a reading from Ernest Holmes from this thing called you. And he says, you should let go of the lesser in order to experience the greater. This is not a bad bargain. If you lose a sense of unhappiness, you will become happy. If you lose a sense of confusion, you will be at peace. If you could become consciously and subjective, subjectively aware even for one moment, of your true spiritual perfection, there would come such a conversion of your mind as to instantly heal your physical body. This is not the easiest thing to do. When you're in pain, it is difficult to affirm peace. 
When you're in want, it is hard to affirm abundance. But this is the true meaning of losing your life. What you lose is a false sense of being. You're trading the unreal for the real, the false for the true. If you wish to live in the kingdom of heaven, forget hell. If you wish to live in the kingdom of heaven, stop focusing on hell. We have an affirmation to help to anchor this in. And so say this with me. I open up for a tune-up, and I am refreshed, reinvigorated, and renewed. One more time. I open up for a tune-up, and I am refreshed, reinvigorated, and renewed. And so it is. And so in that sense of gratitude, I simply open and remember the truth, the capital T truth, that there is only one life, there's only one presence, there's only one mind, one heart, one body, one beingness. We live, we move, we swim, we have our being within that infinite presence. We already are that, whether we remember it or forget it. And so I speak my word that this week we remember that more deeply by taking time out for a tune-up. We talked last week about that wonderful quote from Howard Thurman about keep fresh before me, my moments of high resolve. And he talked about the grit and dust of the journey, just simply wearing that down. And so take the time for a tune-up. We take the time for a tune-up. To clean out that dust and grit and to remember the truth, the light, the remembered radiance of who and what we truly are, God in form. And so in gratitude for the willingness for each of us to say yes to a deeper, more powerful, more loving, more playful, more wonderful relationship with the infinite presence and with ourselves and with the world, I am so grateful. I'm so very grateful. I'm grateful for the spirit behind it all. And in that sense of love, and that sense of joy, and that sense of playfulness, and that sense of gratitude, I release this word into a law that moves it into form and expression and experience in, through, and as each of us, each of our individual lives and our collective life as a, together as a community. It is doing so right now. It is already so in the mind of God, and we let it be so in our minds by simply saying, and so it is.